Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reacts to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this week we are covering Season 3, Episode 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 4,722 hours, aka 196 days and 18 hours, aka 28 weeks, aka uh, almost uh, uh, 6 months and change. Original air date, October 27th, 2015. And a quick uh, reminder of what happened to this episode. Here's the IMDb summary. After her dramatic rescue from another planet, Simmons is still reeling from her ordeal and reveals how she had to fight for her life in a harsh new world. So, like, the second half of that is accurate to what this episode is. <laughs> Nothing yeah, I was before say that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, so... This is the most straightforward episode we have covered in a long time, I think. Yeah, right? probably ever. Because it's just following one character the whole way through. <laughs> that's that's true, yeah, probably. So, alright, so because of that, I didn't write separate story sections, I guess, okay. for, for what happens, just because I couldn't figure it out. Um... It also might have something to do with me just flat out forgetting until 10 seconds before we hit that record button. But, that's but fine. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, thankfully it works out. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into it. So this episode starts right at the end of, of the previous season, basically the, the last scene that Simmons was in at the end of season two, where mm-hmm. she gets sucked into the monolith and ends up in some crazy new world. A whole new so, world. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she she ends up on this other planet. She does the smart thing and immediately tries to go back into the portal. Unfortunately, it's closed, so that doesn't work out for her. Um, now, um, here's my first question about this: mm-hmm. uh, Is there another portal like underground on this planet? Is that how she got through, or is this whole planet a portal, or how does that work? So uh, the way that they talk about it later in the episode, mm-hmm. um, I I don't think that there was another monolith. I, I don't think there's like another thing. However, it sounds like the monolith, or, or no, there has to be. There, yeah. there has to be another monolith. You're right, but they don't really explain it that well because they make it sound like the portal changes as the planet is is oh, moving yeah, throughout space. Changes. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess you're right. It it has to be something about the planet itself, not an actual individual monolith. Or theory. Uh-huh. Un- underground, there is a monolith, but um, the crust of the planet shifts over the um, like the mantle. Oh, so it's stationary, like internal, like the core and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Like, like for hmm. all we know. I don't know, the monolith is magnetic or some type of weird space magnetic. And it might align with one of the moons or some, or one of the things she sees in the sky. So it aligns with that. And it okay. shifts un, yeah, underneath. I mean, that, make, that I, makes as much sense as any. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. We have just enough uh, evidence for that than anything else. I'll take it, yeah. Because my first thought, before we talked about this, I was like, why didn't she and who we'll meet later, Will, just dig up the other monos and just wait in their hut until it liquefies and they go home? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but you're right. It moves. I forgot it moves. Hmm. It's probably because I wrote this note at the beginning of the episode before I found out <laughs> that it moved. <laughs> uh, I lose so many notes that way. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I'm going to be so smart by noticing this thing that's, you know, they barely mention, and then later they explain it completely. I'm like, oh, there goes that. Usually I go back, and I'm just like, well, that answered that question. <laughs> delete, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. But this time I forgot. <laughs> ah. <sighs> Alright, so 
moving on. Um, yeah. Simmons is pretty quick to at least start being um, inquisitive about this new world, at least. So she uh, she's following her shield training. She knows, okay, if you're separated, deserted in some way, stay in your spot. Don't leave. Um, she starts taking notes about how the air is breathable. The gravity is <laughs> a little bit higher than uh, than on Earth. So, you know, she'll when she comes back, she'll be all buff, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's pretty much it. You so, used to be a drummer, mm-hmm. right? You used to be a yeah. drummer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever wear those um, those ankle weights to get faster on your foot pedals? Uh, never for drumming, but I did yeah. wear them for like oh. at a phase when I wanted to work out, and oh. you know that lasted two months. But yeah, yeah, no, my, my friend, uh, you know Dave, uh, he mm-hmm. wore he wore them for like four years. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and he, you know what, when he was a metal band. He could do the footballs really fast, so I guess it works. Oh, all right. Yeah, but yeah, good so to know. she'll be she'll be a really good drummer when she gets back there. <laughs> God, now I want to see that. I want to I want to see her and and Fitz and the rest of the Shieldies just start up a, a metal band. Her and Fitz and Ant Man's giant ant from the end of Ant Man and the Wasp because <laughs> he drums. <laughs> so so we're saying we've got two drummers in this band and. I don't know what Fitz is going to play. Drummers, this is they're they're going to be like they'll be a marching band, except for Fitz will just be pulling them on a platform as they do the foot pedals. <laughs> I mean, they need something else. Is that where the monkey comes in? Does Fitz finally get his monkey who plays guitar? Oh, I hope so. Uh, who plays? <laughs> does anyone play guitar in the MCU? I am sure someone does. Sure, Tony knows how to play guitar. (laughs) Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who would. Yeah, but yeah, there aren't a lot of musicians in the MCU. Hmm. Not that I can think of. Hmm. All right, there goes our Marvel band. We've got two drummers. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of musicians, Simmons after 13 hours on on this planet decides she can't stay awake anymore she needs some sleep she's human uh and it's it's not that dark like the whole planet is still kind of dusk basically mm-hmm. um so she falls asleep wakes up um realizes it's still nighttime and all this uh some time goes by so she's at now we're at 71 hours on this other planet still no sunrise and Simmons is not doing too well. She's breaking down. She's at nearly three days at this point. No food or water. We also don't know how much, you know, when she was on Earth, when was the last time she had, you know, any kind of water or anything to eat. Yeah. Maybe she skipped breakfast that day. So that just adds to the time. That's, that would be terrible. Uh, <laughs> of all the days. Yeah. Although Simmons yeah. doesn't seem like a person who would skip breakfast. She seems very yeah, methodical. She... she would always <laughs> and always be drinking the right amount of water. Yeah, exactly. She seems she has a routine down, and she's always up to that. So that's mm-hmm. good for her. Yeah. Right. And that ru- routine includes a sunrise. Yes. So <laughs> this is not going well for her at all. <laughs> um, all right. So, oh, sorry. I do want to call out the next thing, uh, unless you're going to talk about the shield, the title of the episode. Oh, no, I completely forgot to write anything down about that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I like one thing well it's going to be a spoiler but if anyone remembers this like six years from now i will be shocked um <laughs> it's the same logo they use when shields in space in season five. Oh, i missed that okay yeah because i remember it's just like i knew they changed it in season five and i went back it's like hey it's the same one so every episode oh. that takes place in space apparently same logo huh. but i do What's like it? how how it kind of signals that it's a completely different type of episode. Okay, that's a really nice uh, nice change. I like that. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, I can't wait to talk about that season, but yeah. until then, yeah. we'll gotta, we're got to hold we're, back. Ooh. We're not even close yet. We've oh, got... Yeah. Oh, God. No, nope. Nope. <laughs> We've complained Simmons, about that enough. Simmons right, on yep, this. Simmons. <laughs> 
All right, so let's um, so let's actually kind of start separating parts of this uh, a, a little bit. So um, here's the next gap of hours since the episode was separated based off of uh, how many hours that Simmons has been on this planet. So also, I like the... that that they oh. can't since we know that there's four. She's there for four thousand seven hundred twenty-two hours because of the title. I like mm-hmm. how we know how close we are getting to the end game. So it really ratchets up the tension towards the end. Oh yeah. 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 Um, is this the kind of show that says the title like somewhere in the, the episode, like at the beginning? Uh, in this episode? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What happens is actually right after she screams about where the hell the sun is, they have the shield oh. logo. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like the episode title. Like, does it say anywhere? Because oh, some TV shows. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, only like the TV shows I think of that do that are Star Trek and Doctor Who, but I don't think mm-hmm. they do in this. Gotcha. Which would be convenient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we know because we were on Netflix and we just you know hit the button and it says it, so you know that helps. But watching it on TV, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, but at this point. If you're watching it live on cable, um, which I'm assuming, or satellite, I'm assuming most people are, are you see the name of the episode. Or if you care uh-huh. enough about S.H.I.E.L.D., you look it up online, you'll see the name of the next episode. It's just the people who are nerdy enough to watch S.H.I.E.L.D., but not technologically advanced enough to not have rabbit ears, or I don't even know if they switched to the digital yet. But you They know. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I don't know what niche of people who would watch this wouldn't know the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but that's because I just skip over things. Or maybe I did, and you know, it's just been so many years that I don't remember. Four years at this point. So yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So moving on, um, let's talk about the eighty-one to one hundred and eleven hours uh, gap. So in excruciating uh, detail. Yes. <laughs> eighty-one in <laughs> one hour. minute. <laughs> um all right so this is uh simmons is walking around she's marking all of the spots that she's been at so she's trying to at least you know if if fitz or anyone else from shield comes through then they can at least try and find her and and get there Mm -hmm. Um, she sees a sandstorm she wakes up in dirt and it's it's been a, a long time at this point but finally she finds some water so that's good um and at some point, she also says something about uh, see, a human can go three days without water, a week without food, something or a month without food. I forgot what it was. She she breaks it down by hours for food. Okay. No, it was it was a hundred hours without water, which is because I knew at a hundred one hours I should be really worried about her. <laughs> which hundred one okay, hours right. when she finds the water? <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, so she finds the water, um, and then she, I mean, she's happy, yeah, as, as we all would be, right? It's been a couple of days at this point with no water. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she at least has that, uh, and then she, you know what, she might as well bathe in it. You know, it's been a couple yeah. of days without a shower or anything, so, you know. Um, so she's in there, uh, and then a Dianoga attacks, so that's not fun. <laughs> I was about to make a different Star Wars reference, but... Oh. <laughs> Which one were you going to go with? Well, I was actually thinking about I how desperate she is for water, and it reminds me of Finn in Episode 7 with that giant pig thing. Just like, oh. me, I'm repulsed by both Finn's giant pig thing and the water here. But I guess if you've gone four days without water or walked through the Jakku Desert, you're mm-hmm. not really worried if it's clean. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you're you're in survival mode. You you, yeah. you need it. Yeah. So they have yeah. a Dianoga text. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just to point out, the Dianoga, yeah, Dianoga is the um, trash compactor monster in uh, yeah. Star Wars Episode Four with the little eye. Yeah, yeah. I had to look that up. I didn't know what it was actually called. <laughs> I I did instantly. I was actually impressed that you did, but you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have. Damn. <laughs> Uh, um so after i i think it's about another day it takes and i didn't write down quite the uh the amount of hours in between but it, it, it took some time for her to actually work up the courage and realize okay i can't find any food i need to hunt down this thing and eat it 
basically. Dude, I, so. I wrote this at 492 hours. She hunts the tentacle thing. Oh, you know what? Okay. Um, I Okay, sorry. I, I looked at the wrong spots in my notes. So this spot that I'm talking about, this is when she eats the part of it that she That's took as she was escaping. You're yeah. right. So, yeah, so you're right. The next group, and let's just jump into that section, 492 hours. So we're at 20 and a half days at this point. So she hasn't, other than the light snack she had previously, you know, this is, I mean, she hasn't eaten in a while. Um, and basically, as far as I could tell, she hasn't eaten in about 300 hours, assuming the last time she ate was that piece of the tentacle she ate in the previous yeah. chunk of time. And you've got to think of how lucky she is that she didn't die from that dirty water or eating this thing that she has no idea what it is. <laughs> That's not poisonous oh. or just destroys her body or is in inedible whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so far, good on her. Mm -hmm. That's that's nothing but luck, I guess. <laughs> um, and there, there's a couple of things. There's something that Will says later on, and... Uh, I'll, I'll call it out now. Why not? Um, he says that one of the scientists he was with uh, had a theory that that planet used to be basically a paradise planet, and now it's yeah. not. So I guess it makes sense that life would be teeming and there would be a lot of stuff. So I, I guess I don't know if that is better or worse for humans coming to this foreign land. Well, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it is better. You want a place with life compared to a place without life. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, if you evolve in a completely different landscape with different, like, astronomical things bombarding your planet, it's going to evolve completely differently. There's no guarantee that a human could digest the animals that are there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, anyway and then, she, oh, sorry. Uh, are you going to talk about her hunting or are we skipping over? Oh, uh, you know, I didn't have too much other than she goes in, she builds a little spear, and then she wins that fight. Um, yes, and there's a callback to my favorite line from last season. She she kills it, and, or at least gets a tentacle of it. She goes, your dinner, biatch! Which is, <laughs> fits, it's science, biatch, the best line from season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, I, I miss that completely. I, I didn't know she said it, but I was so excited when she did. I didn't remember it. <laughs> um, yeah, so so then she so now she has her dinner uh, and then she actually makes some fire. So she's got some time and she she does that. And then she talks to Fitz on her phone or Wilson, whatever you'd prefer, basically. But yeah, she needs to talk to something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have the same note that Fitz is her Wilson. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we we jump ahead to um, 752 hours or 31 days. So 11 days more in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been on this planet for 11, for 31 days. She's at a month, um, one of the longer months of the year, basically. Yeah. Um, and so she's just walking around, um, or sorry, no, she's she's hanging around that same water spot. So she at least you know found a spot for living i guess so she's uh -huh. she's kind of good on that and uh she hears this sound in the distance kind of walks over to investigate what's the scary sound thing it isn't much it's just wind moving something that looks like bamboo sticks you know some kind of wood uh -huh. uh, and then she falls into a hole and gets trapped yep mm -hmm. sucks for her yeah yeah that does so when she wakes up, or or I don't know if I would say wakes up, but the next time we see anything is um, over the course of two the next two uh, two days, and Simmons sees this shadowy figure appear, um, who doesn't say anything, just kind of right there. Um, during Simmons's two days trapped, she uh, she gets some food, so that's nice. She's fed. She starts doing some pull ups. So that's nice also. She's, you know, keeping track, making sure she's doing that exercise to survive. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, but she yeah. she's I can't imagine her intaking too many calories. And now she's just burning them. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Huh. Not not very sciencey, Simmons. Uh, you <laughs> to put yourself at a disadvantage. Okay. <sighs> All right. So now we're at 
35 days or 852 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simmons fakes being poisoned so that way she can escape. So she does what Oldest everyone in... in Yep, exactly. Oldest trick. So, uh, but it works out for her, kind of, um, enough. It works out enough. She she knocks the guy over um, and runs outside of the cave. And then the guy yells at her and says, it smells blood, after seeing that she uh, she hurt herself and is, is bleeding now. So mm-hmm. um, he basically saves her life. And and that's good, right? So, yeah. so now they're together, they're hanging out yeah. in his cave mansion yeah the blood uh summons a sandstorm somehow mm-hmm. and i guess the sandstorm above them sounds like you know a vibrating phone or a liquid spinner thing from a previous episode so i guess that would trigger <laughs> her hmm. i didn't think about that but you're uh, okay yeah i mean that's the only thing i could figure because i was trying to remember or i was trying to keep track of why those things trigger her in the previous episode so, like that's the closest to one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even. I completely forgot about those. But okay, that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, now we're actually getting somewhere. Now we're getting some story. Okay. So Simmons meets this guy. He introduces himself. Eventually, his name is Will. Um. Get a couple of uh, backstory pieces. Uh, he's from NASA. He's been there for fourteen years. Yep. Um basically alone for i think 13 i don't remember if he if he said that um the other things that will says is the thing outside that summoned the sandstorm is death um and that the planet itself is evil so um simmons doesn't think that planets can be evil but she's never met ego the living planet so that's, <laughs> that's a whole what other i was thing. thinking <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then Simmons also says that the next time you doubt someone is real, ask them to hit you. Um, I have a problem with this that doesn't work out for Tyler Durden, but that's a whole other conversation. That <laughs> Very <we've had>. true. <laughs> so about a little bit about uh, Will, or actually Will's backstory. He uh, recounts uh, the three other people with him who were Austin, Brubaker, and Taylor who are all um, famous astronauts in different sci-fi movies. Uh, Steve Austin was the $6 million man, also Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, but different. Um, Brubaker was Charles Brubaker of Capricorn One, which is a movie about them faking a Mars landing. And Taylor is George Taylor from Planet of the Apes, a.k.a. Charlton Heston. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's little Easter eggs. Also, freaking NASA <laughs> sending people without being sure they can bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like the NASA I know that's afraid of like one small calculation. Yes, it could blow everyone up and it would be a terrible tragedy. But they're not the ones who are just like, yeah, go ahead. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's like maybe they were infiltrated and are being run by some evil organization that has How multiple heads. How likely or is that? I, I mean, oh, not at all. Yeah, once, mm-hmm. yeah, but twice, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're you're right, but uh, then again, they're the ones who ended up with the monoliths, so yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still don't know how the monolith got to their hands like at this point right uh that's true yeah okay yeah maybe we'll never know but we'll, we'll oh. probably know oh okay good i i was gonna ask you because i don't remember but okay think, i'll uh, i'll actually, wait and i'll ask you in the future not a hundred percent sure how it happened but i'm sure it got explained but this is four years ago for us <laughs> <laughs> gotcha all right okay uh, so other things during this time, um, Will starts playing with Simmons's phone, learning, and it's it was so so fun seeing that you know as a reminder. So um, let's see, he hasn't been to Earth since two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and when she says, "Oh, my phone has one hundred twenty eight gigabytes of space," so I remember roughly that time frame when the desktop computer that I had 
had 13 gigs and I was constantly <laughs> deleting things to be able to play mm-hmm. a video game to install yep. something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice memories there. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, although we've done it a lot with Captain America, but one of the things that's going to kind of not work out in either Endgame or shit, when does this come out? This Endgame's probably already come out. So, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> hey guys, we saw Captain Marvel a couple of days ago. That's where we are. <laughs> um, since Carol isn't super familiar with Earth, we're not going to get all those fish out of water things with her coming back to Earth 30 years later. But we got a lot of that with Captain America, so I don't know if we need it again. Yeah, I'm hoping not. I'm, I'm also assuming they don't have time to cover that, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because of what else is going on. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> or in Captain Marvel 2. Because they dealt with the Steve Rogers stuff mostly in uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's, talk, let's not <laughs> talk about our non-topical topical stuff. <laughs> that's right. We have to focus on this episode. That's it. Just Simmons. And I guess Will. A little bit of Will. <laughs> um. So, all right, so this was, was something that was a little interesting. Uh, when Will was explaining the team that went, um, he was there as security, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was actually kind of a little interesting to me that they had this, that they chose to send someone specifically as security um, when a good majority of astronauts have military experience. Uh, or maybe yeah. I, I didn't look up majority, but, you know, they, they, they were in the Air Force usually, um, all that kind of stuff. So I was a little kind of thrown off of why they needed a dedicated person. But uh, I guess maybe if he was all gung-ho military and they just needed to make sure someone really had their backs, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're right, because, I mean, historically, it's mostly been Air Force. And apparently (laughs) one teacher who died on the Challenger, but... (laughs) 100% of teachers. That sucks. Tony, don't go to space. (laughs) You know what? Because they didn't die, I don't know. Maybe there are other teachers who went to space. (laughs) But we hear about that one who didn't quite make it. Uh We're going to hell. Let's just continue. (laughs) All right, works for me. Um, So I don't know why I decided to look this up, um, but uh, uh, while I was looking up, you know, the the how many people have been astronauts and that kind of stuff uh, i was also curious how many astronauts are scientists because i had assumed all of them were scientists mm-hmm. um and um i i didn't get a direct answer to that however i did see that of all of the u.s astronauts that have gone into space um all of them have had degrees nine uh, percent only nine of them have had bachelor's degrees the rest of them had masters or phds hmm well, so, that yeah. seems appropriate, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. by that nine uh, <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, well, I mean, you know, you spend a bunch of time in the military, you know how to pilot these things, and then you, maybe you you just spend a decade or so in the field, and you just pick everything up. I mean, that works. Yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, this scene basically ends with. Um, Simmons saying that she's not going to give up and Will says that she should give up. So they kind of end up being this whole yin yang thing of uh, one of them will be happy. The other person will be sad. And in the end, maybe they'll both kind of balance out together. Well, to be moderately depressed, but not suicidal, (laughs) which is actually how it turns out. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. All righty. Huh. You ready to move on, Tony? Yeah. Okay, cool. So before we do that, we need to take a, a break to pay the bills. So everyone, so you this episode... moving on. Fine. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Well, I mean, we moved on from that topic to something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and move on. Um, and this episode is brought to you by Liz's Dianoga Jerky. So everyone, I don't know about you, but uh, very often, you know, I have trouble getting through the day. Uh, I have lunch, and an hour or so later, I'm just you know, super tired. We all have it, the after-lunch lull. So, well, now, um, 
now that I've been chowing down on Liz's uh, Dianoga jerky in the afternoon, that problem has completely gone away. Not just a little gone away, completely. Their secret, you ask? This jerky has the highest midichlorian levels than any other Dianoga <laughs> jerky on the market. After one bag of this stuff, you'll have no problem force pushing yourself through the day. One more time, it's Liz's Dianoga Jerky. Go to their website and use promo code MCU underscore rewind to get a free bag with your first order. Five claws. <laughs> Thank and you. I Thank you. I'm proud of that one. I guarantee you don't know this, but never mind. I think this is too nerdy, even for this. No, no, no. No, well, now I have to know. Okay. <laughs> the the Dianoga from Star Wars Episode Four is force sensitive. I did know this. That's oh, you did why this? it let. Yeah, that's why it let Luke <laughs> live, right? Because it knew that Luke yep. was a uh, force sensitive. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I thought that was too nerdy. Probably was. Probably was. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's the only reason I went with the midi chlorian thing because I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Some of them are force sensitive. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Which also all right. Let's leave sentient. So that's a whole different can of Dianogus. All right, that's true. All right, let's move on. <laughs> don't don't need to talk about this. All right, so when we last left off, um, talking about Simmons and Will, they were at essentially sixty two days. Now we're at three thousand and ten hours, which is one hundred and twenty five days, which is four months. So we've just jumped two more months into the future, uh, and from what I'm assuming, uh, Simmons has spent the past two months trying to figure out the next steps to actually, you know, go home, find the portal, et cetera, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, Simmons is very frustrated. She can't figure that stuff out. She wants to go to the no-fly zone, uh, which I guess we kind of skipped over previously. But, uh, you know, she had that map, and Will said, yeah, here's everything we've mapped. Uh, that's no-fly zone. Don't go there. So uh, she she wants to go. Um, she ends up leaving out of frustration and accidentally ends up in the no-fly zone. Um, Basically, she finds a sword, as one does when they're walking around. Um, She digs around and starts finding other things. She finds... um, I think she finds a wine bottle and a... uh, uh, I forget what that's called, the thing to... The 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 star Astrolabe, right? Astrolabe. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm pretty sure. That's what I wrote down, but I didn't bother to look it up, if that's accurate. (laughs) All right, I'll trust you. So she finds an astrolabe and immediately realizes what she's been missing for the past two months, trying to figure out how to get off the planet. She needs to look at the stars because that's something else, something else uh, to map. Definitely not an astrolabe. (laughs) Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it Mm -hmm. is. Astrolabes look different now, but I found one from (laughs) the, like, 1700s. That's an astrolabe. Okay. (laughs) All right, cool. So Astrolabe it is. 1700s Astrolabe. All right. So, yeah, so so this is good. So she kind of has her breakthrough. She's, you know, she, she um, that's nice. Yay. So um, all of a sudden, she uh, sees the scary shadowy thing, and um, that's all scary. So she runs back to the crave like crazy, as one does in that yeah. situation. Um, yeah. So, um, 22 hours later, so next day and a half-ish, something like that, um, after she's kind of figured out a few more things, she explains to Will that she knows how to to get home um, and that she can do some math and all this stuff to figure out where the next portal is going to open. Uh, She needs access to some equipment and things, uh, basically Will's equipment that he came through uh, from NASA. But but yeah, so so progress. That's awesome. Woohoo! Next steps. Yeah. I uh, want to go back a little bit about NASA. Okay. Freaking yeah. solar-powered computer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where you're sending these people. <laughs> yeah, th- this really Poor makes planning. me... <laughs> so this really makes me question what their pre-travel steps were. Like, do they know anything about this other planet? Do they have any video? Did they know that they could breathe on this planet? etc so there's a lot of stuff that they just kind of kept in the dark and maybe we'll get some info later when we figure out how um nasa lost the obelisk and it went to uh shield's hands but um 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm comparing this to uh, The Martian, which I don't think you've seen. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. I have not seen it, right. But they sent a habitat to with people on Mars so they can live inside a dome thing. Why <laughs> was it, they just expected these people to find a cave for a year? Because they were sent, like, we can probably figure out in a year how to bring you back. I mean, yes, these guys were sacrifices. <laughs> Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, which it kind of revealed a few weeks ago when they had sacrifices. But how gullible are these guys? <laughs> I'll trust you on this one, NASA. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, I mean, to be fair, it's also NASA's whole thing to send people somewhere and bring them back too, yeah. right? Like that's a big part of all of their missions. That's pretty much it. Because you know what? We could have set on the moon in like 1947 if we just shot someone at the moon and just let them splat against it. But no. Yeah. <laughs> we figured out how to get them there and back. They made yeah. a whole Apollo 13, The Martian, and Gravity is all about this. <laughs> Three movies. Exactly. It must be true. Yeah. Uh, they go. So, so I guess the logical progression is they go to space and come back. Mm-hmm. Then astronauts go to the moon and come back. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, uh, I did that backwards. Uh, go to space and come back. Go to a soundstage and come back. The moon and come back. <laughs> and then they just I go to another so. planet and stay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my least favorite things in the world is people who don't believe in the moon landing. Ah, <laughs> oh, those crazy, crazy people. <laughs> <sighs> I mean... They're not flat earthers, so you know no. they're a step up. But <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need to get too far into that. Okay, I, I, I read an article <laughs> about flat earthers today. I won't get into it, but they're needless to say their logic is flawed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not gonna get into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been meaning to watch the uh, I guess documentary. I, I don't know what it is. The thing on Netflix. So maybe by the time this podcast episode gets pushed out i'll have watched it but we'll see yeah anyway or they would have taken it off netflix one or the other <sighs> man all right i guess i should actually watch it soon all right anyway let's move back oh, back back okay. to back to something less uh less depressing someone getting off of a planet woohoo um <laughs> so now that uh we know or now that simmons knows how to get off the planet how to figure out all this stuff we get a montage. So finally, woohoo. Mm-hmm. So um, montage of the two figuring out how to uh, get off the planet. Science. So, yeah. So uh, Simmons finds a spot that's going to be um, in 18 days. So they have some time. So it wasn't like, oh, tomorrow we need to leave. No, they're, they're good. Mm-hmm. So it's 18 days from now. Um, I think Will said it's a 40-hour walk. He, he said it was a while to, to get yeah, over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 40 hours. Okay, and it was in the no-fly zone. So um, everything's kind of against them there. But they have 18 days to plan and, and get over there. So they, they're good. They've got some time. Yeah. All right. So we get to this point. It's uh, 300 and sorry, 3,561 hours, which is almost five months at this point. And... Uh, then they they're ready so they they leave for the spot so um she figures this out you know it's the moons and stuff the rotation of the moons that opens the portal she says uh-huh which should be a a cycle right it should open at certain the same times relatively right like every eight 18 hours but on different points of the planet or something like that right um maybe i don't know well if it's pretty i feel like i just put a hole in your logic if if she can figure it out then it's predictable which means when they said the obelisk like melts and reopens unpredictably that's not true they just don't know (laughs) what predicts it but they could, like, theoretically, mathematically figure out when it opens. They just don't know what triggers it. Like, they could figure out, like, yeah, every 17 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds it opens. Because it would be a cycle. It's an orbit of the moons. 
So that's the part that might not be uh, as accurate. It might not have to do exactly with the cycle of the moons. Mm -hmm. um, there could be other things too. Um, maybe the planet itself is also closer to one of those moons. Maybe it's only one of the moons instead of the two. Maybe there's a third one we haven't seen. Uh, well, yeah, but if, if Simmons too. can predict it, it's predictable. Oh, oh yeah. No, that part's true. Yes. Yeah, so and, they could have figured out like the algorithm, or I'm probably using the wrong word, but the formula to figure out when it opens, because it's predictable, so it has a routine. Yeah, and she also spent like, um, I'm not going to do the math, she spent about 150 hours, so that's like a week, basically, something in that, nearly a week. Um, working on on the math for this with the, oh, yeah. the NASA computers and stuff, so she had time to kind of figure this out, and she probably wrote down some notes on paper to figure out some things if the equipment died. Well, so yeah, I mean, you're probably my, right. Yeah, my point is, Fitz could have figured it out with the computers, but he was never able to after six months. That's true, but he didn't think about the the stars part of it. I don't, no, I don't think you need to. I think it's all about the rotation of the planet and the orbit of the planet around whatever. I assume a sun, because we get a sunrise later. Did uh, that's a good point. Um, and maybe. Um, but no, on on Fitz's side, I thought they said that Earth had nothing to do with it as far as well, it when doesn't. it was. No, okay, all right. <clears throat> it doesn't, but. He'd be able, like, by monitoring when it turns liquid, it's not mm -hmm. random. He'd be able to figure out a pattern. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. That, yeah, yeah, that's uh, my point. I guess point. you're right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, they said it was random and they can't figure out any pattern whatsoever. That's one of the reasons it failed. Ah, gotcha. Okay. That's yeah, right. that, That's where my problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much data they actually kept on it like did they write down okay it's been 12 hours and six minutes and four seconds okay now let's you know see how long and did they just plot that over the course of you know sure six months fitz simmons did. i mean that's all fitz focused on for six months is getting simmons back i'm sure he yeah, looked true. at it from every possible scientific angle and mathematical angle <laughs> well, <sighs> All right, way to drop the ball, Fitz. Way to drop the ball. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, moving on, we are at 3,575 hours, and the two leave for the portal. So they have a 40-hour walk ahead of them, and they talk a little bit, and they get there, and they finally get to this portal, the spot of the portal, and they see that the canyon that they thought was going to be really easy to get to is huge. Mm-hmm. So that did not work out well for for the two of them. Um, they also decide, like, okay, worst case scenario, they can throw a message in a bottle through the portal. And they decide to shoot it at least. And I got to say that they it seems like they would have actually made that shot if the portal hadn't closed a second, to, uh, a second earlier. Yeah. I think this also makes Will an honorary superhero because he makes a grappling hook. And I think that was the <laughs> Batman's first step, right? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, that's at a minimum, it's part of the kit, right? When you when you go online and order the Become a Superhero kit, I'm sure Grappling Hook is is part of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So at this point, they're both pretty depressed. Simmons at this point is is crying, saying that they're ne never leaving, um, and then Will comforts her, and. Then they have sexy time. Yes, they so, do. I guess the logical progression of events there. Yep. Well, I mean, if they're never going to go back, <laughs> if he's never, go she's never going to see Fitz again, and he's apparently has no other relationships or no other human beings he misses, might as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm really curious how that works out. Like, if these, if if there's literally only two people together, um, like, do they end up together? So I heard. Um, this morning actually I was listening to uh, a podcast and they were talking about um, missile silos and I forgot who it was if it was the US or Russia I'm pretty sure it was the US 
but uh, they used to be like they used to have one man and one woman in these missile silos. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know the reasons why it was just that, that was it. Um, but apparently they had to stop that because the man and the woman kept like ending up together and like falling in love and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if, if that's that's like a normal thing, I guess, if you're just stuck with someone else forever yeah or for a long time i'm sure yeah did they just lock the people in there or was it just their job i think it was their job yes like they weren't this wasn't wasn't a fallout (laughs) style experiment (laughs) i i don't think so uh it might have been an experiment i'm not sure i really should have looked up uh, more into this but uh that was something that the host mentioned in passing and they were talking about something else i've got so many i've got so many questions like how did they resolve this did they just put one person by themselves a camera or did they just put three people in there just to make it a little awkward (laughs) i i think they put it down to you know i don't know i i I have no idea i'm not even gonna guess because whatever i say is just gonna be wrong so huh all right right. (laughs) Uh, so back to these these two all right um, so now we're at 4,720 hours. Where was there? Six and a half months. Almost, almost. So close. Yeah. All right. So we get a couple of things. Um, the two of them actually seem a little happy. Maybe happy is not the right word, but chipper. You know, definitely better than the previous thousands of hours that they have mm-hmm. spent together. Um, and the two are, are um, dating. We get a, a shot of the the two beds pushed up against each other. Um and uh, they're they're going to watch the sunrise. So um, let's see. In I guess in the fourteen years that Will has been there, I'm not sure if he's seen a sunrise yet. But um, well, Simmons he makes has the not because oh, okay. Simmons says uh, it happens every eighteen years. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I wasn't sure if it was exactly every eighteen years that it happens, or uh, yeah. But yeah, the next one will be in eighteen years if they miss it. So we got time. <laughs> God, <that's terrible. laughs> yeah yeah so um they go and watch the sunrise and as they're about to watch it is before the sunrise shows up um they see a flare coming up through a portal and so uh, simmons yeah so simmons immediately knows it's fits right so that's what she's shouting uh and then they start running toward it uh so then this is where bad things happen death appears the the evil bad thing shows up uh tries to trick simmons because he's in an astronaut suit or it is in an astronaut suit whatever the evil death thing on this planet is Mm -hmm. um and then um there's a bunch of confusion because there's the the sandstorm and simmons hears a gunshot and doesn't hear anything from will or this death thing oh yeah we skipped over that will has a gun with one bullet in it like um Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was his. Uh, that was his way out in case things uh, go too bad for him. If he, uh, Wait, he the gun can a, open a yeah. portal. Why didn't they shoot that earlier? Or, or is it a different type of way out? <laughs> I a slightly different way out. Yeah. Okay. It's a rocket <laughs> ship. Why didn't they use that earlier? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not a scientist. He's just a he's just a pilot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why is he using a gun to shoot into people? If he shot it up, he could escape. It's terrible. I I I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> uh so anyway, Simmons makes it back and then we cut to Simmons telling Fitz, you know, the this whole story. Yep. So Iron Man 3 style. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this has just been her telling the whole story to Fitz, and uh, Fitz immediately gets up and goes, starts pulling out notes, saying, all right, we're going to get Will back. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, Simmons thinks that he's mad that she kind of fell in love with Will, or at least had sexy time with Will. Mm-hmm. But it's more that Fitz is going to help get Will back, kind of to thank him for saving Simmons. Like a good person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Fitz, you know, Fitz is still a really good guy. So yeah, still got to save a trapped person on another planet. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. 
He's not a monster. And he's got all this computer power, but he doesn't have an astroglobe, so he can't figure it out. Yeah, that's not going to go well for him. Ugh. <laughs> also, the monolith on this planet is destroyed, so that's a whole other issue. Oh, yeah. I did forget about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in a final scene of this episode, we see Will still on his planet, and the mm-hmm. sun just came out, and it goes away about five seconds. So, night rolls back in. Uh, and also, Will tosses the gun, because now it's empty. Did Will get to see the sunrise? I, I wasn't sure which way he was looking. I don't know. Because it would suck. On top of all this, he also missed the only sunrise for 18 years. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going to assume he saw it. <laughs> Just to give him a little bit of... Give him something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so that was the episode. Um, before we close out, Tony, do you want to rank the episode? Uh, sure, what's our ranking meter this time? Um, We'll rank it in midichlorians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One to five. <laughs> One to five. I um I will honestly give this five mini chlorians. Um, up to this point, this is my favorite episode of Agents of Shield. It has since been surpassed, but at this point, I love I love this episode. Okay. So weird. <laughs> it it is. It's so different from like every other episode, and it was done so well. Um, I really like it. I was gonna give it a four. Um, because while I lo- I liked watching it. It, and it was completely standalone. Um, there wasn't a ton that happened to there, there wasn't a lot. I mean, we just kind of, it, it felt like we were slogging through it just now, honestly, when we were talking about the episode. Um, well, yeah, it's so all, it's it all just character. Means... And we, I mean, mm-hmm. for better or worse, we focus on plot just because that's, I think, the nature of podcasting and recapping. That's true. Yeah. So, mm hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely, definitely good. Definitely top tier on that side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So I think I'm good to close it out. How about you, Tony? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, please join us next week for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 6, Among Us Hide, dot, dot, dot. And please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And please give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. This is a Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 5, 4,722 Hours. Signing off. Oh my god, that was a lot of numbers. And have a marvelous day. For the ones he left behind Get on your horse and ride Put your head down in weather storm Sorry you got born Sorry you got born But you're gonna have to get snow on your Get on your horse and ride, put your head down